0: Profiles in Cinemania, Leslie Nielsen. It isn't often that an actor can get typecast for decades in one genre, then make a heel turn and end up being typecast for decades in a completely opposed genre. One actor who pulled off this most unlikely transformation was Leslie Nielsen. Born in 1926 in Regina, (laughs) Saskatchewan, Canada, to a Danish father and a Welsh mother, Leslie Nielsen is living proof that, despite National Lampoon's jokes to the contrary, the Danes and the Welsh actually do have a sense of humor. When Leslie Nielsen was a young child, the Nielsen family moved to the Northwest Territories near the Arctic Circle, where Leslie developed rickets, which left him with an altered gait he had his entire life. Ricketts is a bone disease caused by vitamin D deficiency, but that's not important right now. We're talking about Leslie Nielsen. Fame was a family trait. Leslie's older brother, Eric, went on to become a vice prime minister of Canada. And his uncle, Gene Herschelt, was a movie star. Herschelt inspired Leslie to pursue a life in performance. And toward the end of the 40s, he hitchhiked to Hollywood, which only further proves the notion the only nice people in Hollywood are the Canadians. Except for William Shatner, naturally. Nielsen's first visit to Tinseltown proved fruitless. He found no work and returned home. It wasn't long before he realized there was no future in entertainment in the Northwest Territories, because in that place there is neither future nor entertainment. He returned to the sunny South, tried harder, and this time got into the actor's studio. Nielsen caught an early break. He was cast in roles throughout television in the early 50s, then landed his first two feature films back-to-back in 1956. A supporting role in the musical The Vagabond King was followed by a starring role in the science fiction smash hit Forbidden Planet. This film was a groundbreaking work that has already been judged guilty as a cause of cinemania, but it was also weirdly predictive of Nielsen's future in that he played a steely-eyed spaceman well, but couldn't manage to stand out as distinct against a crew of other steely-eyed spacemen. Still, Forbidden Planet opened doors to him. The following year, he co-starred with screen darling Debbie Reynolds in Tammy and the Bachelor, and then landed a gig on high-profile western The Sheepman in 1958. He spent the 60s and 70s playing a series of relatively unremarkable tough guys in a variety of dramas and horror movies. Nielsen's most famous film of this era was the 1971 disaster epic The Poseidon Adventure, where he again played a ship's captain, but the prestige of this role did not translate into increased fame. Nielsen's take on a granite-faced hardass just couldn't manage to stand out in a field of other granite-faced hardasses. Nevertheless, it's important to note that despite the roles he played, he was known to his colleagues for his goofy sense of humor between takes. Nielsen would later recount this as being something he learned early, as a defense mechanism against a strict and violent father. By 1979, Leslie Nielsen's career was on the rocks when he was approached by three young directors, David Zucker, Jim Abrams, and Jerry Zucker, known collectively as Zaz. Zazz were fresh off the success of Kentucky Fried Movie, and they wanted to do a comedic rewrite of a mediocre 50s disaster drama called Zero Hour. Nielsen was to play a parody of the roles he'd had in the past, and would appear in a panoply of other aging b tough guys doing the same thing. Robert Stack, Robert Graves, and Lloyd Bridges were all serious actors, who were to play straight faced comedy for a change, but this time Nielsen stood out against his contemporaries. His natural abilities at dry humor made him the film's breakaway star. Which isn't that surprising, given that at some point he had to have said the name of his birthplace around Americans while keeping a straight face. Airplane reset his career. It was an entirely different kind of acting, altogether. It was an entirely different kind of acting. 1982 saw the debut of the Zazz TV show Police Squad, another comedy rehash of the mediocre police drama M Squad. Nielsen reprised his role as a dryly comedic, tough guy as dim-witted police detective Frank Driven. Sadly, the show was canceled after only six episodes, despite warm critical acclaim and an Emmy nomination. After Police Squad died its ignominious death, the next few years saw Nielsen gradually returning to serious roles. He starred alongside Ted Danson in 1982's Creep Show and appeared with Barbara Streisand and Richard Dreyfus in the 1987 drama Nuts. As a feather in his cap, Nielsen also had a guest star turn on Golden Girls, where he married Beatrice Arthur's character. Despite this proximity to A-listers, Nielsen's career was rapidly cooling as he began to drift back into drama. Fortunately, Zaz was able to revive both Police Squad and Nielsen's career yet again with 1988's The Naked Gun. This feature film adaptation of the cancelled series had Nielsen reprise the dopey drebin, and he was backed up with an all-star cast. The Naked Gun ended up being a smash hit that spawned two sequels over the 90s propelling Nielsen to comedy stardom. The film also caught the eye of another genius of comedy, Mel Brooks, who reached out to collaborate with Nielsen on Dracula, Dead and Loving It. The remainder of the 90s saw Nielsen's star continue to rise, as he worked on comedies such as Mr. Magoo and Wrongfully Accused, where he parodied Harrison Ford's performance in The Fugitive. Leslie Nielsen may have been mediocre as a tough guy, but he was unquestionably a genius at parody. By the 2000s, he had become its king. He starred in 2001 a space travesty superhero movie, Stan Helsing, among others. He even reunited with David Zucker on American Carol and the Scary Movie series. Over a 20-year span, Leslie Nielsen had gone from sea C-lister aging out of employability to having Playboy, Vanity Fair, and Rolling Stone all knocking on his door for interviews. In one he gave to Parade Magazine in 1994, Nielsen said, I don't think I'm getting funnier, I'm getting freer. The more confident you become, the freer you are to become who you really are. Nielsen appeared in over 100 films and 1,500 television episodes over a career that spanned more than 50 years, and earned a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Pensacola Comedy Film Festival in 2004. He was nominated UNICEF Ambassador in Canada in his later years, and was honored as an official of the Order of Canada. He died in 2010 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You can call him a tough guy, you can call him a comic genius, you can call him both, but whatever you do don't call him Shirley. This has been another Profile in Cinemania. This episode was written by Andrea Palladino and Ethan Ireland and was performed by Andrea Palladino. Mixing and mastering by Ethan Ireland. Music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Profiles in Cinemania is a product of the Cinemania Society LLC. Let's say ignominious. Yeah, ignominious. I know that everyone complains because I throw in such <laughs> giant fucking words. It's it's not that bad. It's just I have yeah, to wait. Yeah, like... It's not. It's not just you, Andre, who does this professionally. It's like, why do you keep putting these fucking words in your Like, I can read them, <laughs> but I know what they mean. But God. <laughs> okay.